as always. It's so good to be with you. How are we doing, church? Good, all right? Great. Well, it's been another fantastic week at the St. Albert home place. When, when school starts, the place just comes alive. I mean, when you uh, add about 800 students and teachers to the campus, it, it'll do that, won't it? Uh, but it, it truly is. God is so good to this parish. He, so, he really is pouring out his blessings upon this parish family. And we, we always need to be grateful to him for all that he's done. Well, today's gospel reading is one that we're, I would say most of, if not all of us, are familiar with. Uh, but as I thought about it, um, the thought that came to my mind, because there's so many things you could say about these passages, that I want to talk about Jesus polling his disciples. Jesus is doing a poll. Now, isn't it amazing how that we're inundated with polls today? Everybody wants to know your opinion. You must be popular. You know, everybody wants to know what you think. That's doctors. Go to the doctor's office even before you get out the door. They're saying, well, how was your experience today? You know, uh, or Walmart or McDonald's, politicians, Amazon, gas stations, car washes, and even Jesus. Um, although Jesus can pull me anytime he wants to. He had no appointment necessary. Um, Unfortunately for us, Jesus' poll is shorter than most, which makes it perfect for a, a Father Dave homily. You know, it really is. It's only two questions long, but yet it's short, but the implications are far-ranging. They have a tremendous effect upon our lives, personally. So what I want us to do is to poll you this morning. That's what I want to do. We're going to take a poll. Let's take the time to complete Jesus' poll and see where it takes us, where it leads us in our own life's journey. First question that he asks his disciples when he pulls them together is, who do people say that I am? What the, in other words, Jesus is saying, what's the word on the street about me? What are you hearing from family and friends and just those uh, you hear them talking? You know, what are they saying about it? Well, the disciples were quick to give him a, a rapid response. Uh, he says, and they say, well, some think you're John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist had passed. He'd been killed by Herod at that point. He would, he'd, he would come back. Some say Elijah. Some say Jeremiah. Some say some other great prophet that has returned from the dead. Now, one of the things that all these people, all these names have in common is that they're great prophets. We have minor prophets in the scriptures, and we have the major prophets. Elijah, Jeremiah, Isaiah, John the Baptist, of course. All of these were the great prophets. And it was, it was a widely known thing. That's why it, it sounds a little unusual to us, perhaps. But back in that day, it was widely uh, sort of known that there's going to come a time when the Messiah is almost here on the scene. There's going to be a great prophet that's going to reappear you know, going to come back from the dead and is going to usher in the Messiah as he comes. So I guess you could say, given all the wonderful things that Jesus had done, the miracles, the teaching, the insights, no, no wonder people were saying, well, you know, he's, a, he's the great prophet that's, that's lining up. He's the one that's preparing the way for the Messiah to come. Now let's fast forward to today's today's world, the present day situation. 
I find it interesting, fortunately, with uh, with the uh, internet, you can search about anything, can't you? I mean, you know, whatever you want to know. So I put in there this week, um, what are people saying about Jesus in America today? That's what I put in there. I got all, there's all kinds of surveys. Uh, it's very interesting. Over the last three years, there's been uh, several mer- surveys. You know what people think about Jesus? Let me, let me give you some of the responses. Nine out of ten say that Jesus was a real person who actually lived. Six in ten believe that Jesus was God. Three out of ten believe that Jesus was only a religious leader, like a Muhammad or the Buddha. This one's interesting, though. I had heard this one. Half of all Americans believe that while Jesus lived on the earth, he was human and committed sins like any other person. Now, that one's a new one to me. I hadn't heard that one before. But if you think about it, opinions are all over the board, aren't they? Depends on who you at. You know, what, what would some of your friends say if you said, who do you think Jesus is? What do you think they'd say? You know, it'd be the same thing. Opinions would be everywhere. So now let's return to today's reading because we want to get Peter's opinion. What did Peter think about who Jesus was? Well, he makes it clear that Jesus wasn't the forerunner. Jesus wasn't the great prophet who was going to appear on the scene before the Messiah came. Jesus was the Messiah. Now, this was big medicine. This was, this was really big. Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, Messiah, is a, it's a Hebrew word. The, uh, the Greek equivalent of it is Christ. You know, when we say Jesus Christ, we're not saying David Harris like that, you know, somebody's last name. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Messiah. That's who he is. That's what, that's what Christ means, you know. And uh, so that's who Jesus is. See, Jesus is God's deliverer. Jesus is God's redeemer and savior. And Peter had come to the realization that through Jesus, Israel was going to be restored back to God. It was, it was time he was coming back. Now I want us to fast forward one more time. We won't flip-flop anymore. But I want us to go back to right now, and I want to ask Father Dave what his opinion is about who Jesus is. Father Dave, what do you think about Jesus? Well, I'll say this. It would definitely include what Peter had to say about Jesus being the Messiah or the Christ. But more, it would be more. Because uh, if, if you study the scriptures, you know that over the next several years, Peter's opinion would, about Jesus, the truth of Jesus, would expand. See, as the Holy Spirit revealed other wondrous truths to him. What did Jesus say? You've got to remember that this is the power of the Holy Spirit within you to understand who God is and his word. Jesus told him at one point, there, the truths that I'm sharing, you can't, you can't grasp a lot of it, right? And then he says, but when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you'll know. You'll know what that truth is. The Holy Spirit lives within you, folks. Do you know that? And God has given you a great gift to be able to understand the deepest truths about life and what life is all about. And that's what he's saying. You know, the Holy Spirit's working in Peter's life and, 
and, and Jesus and the whole, through the Holy Spirit is revealing things about himself. Now, what are some of those things? Well, here would be one I think that's very important. Father Dave's opinion uh, would also include what Jesus would later go on to say, and that is that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. See, Peter stopped at Israel. You know, he's the Savior for Israel. He's the Messiah of Israel. Now, he learns, if you study the Acts of the Apostles, the angels appear to him in dreams and everything else. He, he realizes salvation is for everybody. It's not just for the Jewish people. Now, Jesus would, become, would come through the Jewish people, but it was for everybody. That was a revelation. Man, that was a massive revelation. Uh, I can't imagine. And uh, here's another one. Uh, he would realize, Peter would go on to realize what Jesus said one day when he said, you know, I no longer call you Lord. When he looks at his disciples, he says, I call you friend. I call you friend. That means that you're a friend of Jesus. Now, that's pretty important, especially considering, and this is particularly true, and I don't understand why it is among Catholics. Catholics don't believe you can get that personal with Jesus. You know, God is, God's out there. God is impersonal. And, uh, you know, he just sort of come in and bang, you know, zapped the world in existence and took off. That's not what Jesus said. That's not what Jesus lived, is he? Jesus said, I'm your friend. As a matter of fact, I am your best friend ever, forever. That's who I am. Jesus said, I will be loyal. I will be trustworthy. I will be caring. I will be accepting. I will be respectful. I will be kind, encouraging, dependable, positive, nurturing, forgiving, supportive, generous, patient, and attentive to your needs in this life and in the next life. I am your best friend ever, forever. Now that's a pretty big statement, but I believe it. Oh, I believe it with all my heart. So that's Father Dave's opinion. Now let's move on to the second question. And Jesus asked this of each of us here today. This is for you, this is your question, all right? Who do you say that Jesus is? That's the big question. You know, it's one thing to hear people share their opinions about what they think, but it's another thing to share what's in your heart about what you truly believe about Jesus because there's a destiny that's involved in there, a destiny that's involved in there. Let me ask you, as you think about that, is Jesus a real person or is he a myth? Is Jesus fully divine and fully human, or is he just, you know, is a human who sins like the rest of us? Is Jesus our Savior, or is he merely a great teacher? Is Jesus incapable of being known or wanting to be known, or is he our best friend ever forever? Those are big questions. Now, here's, here's what's important about this, see. Knowing your response is, is very important because your opinion is not just another entry point in some statistician's Excel data sheet among with thousands of others where they're trying to figure out what's going on and what you're thinking so that they can give you more service of what you want. No. 
Your opinion is much more significant that, in that because it is recorded. It's recorded, not on a computer, but it's recorded in what John refers to in Revelation as the book of life. Have you ever heard of the book of life? Read it. Look it up when you leave here today. It's in Revelation. He's, you know, John's watching all this stuff unfold before him. And, and, and Jesus opens the book of life, you know, <laughs> and he begins to look at it. See, uh, you know, it's, it's a very important, a very important book because uh, it's a book that's opened up when you stand before Jesus and give an account of your life. Well, is your name in the book of life? You know, I always, when I think about that, I always think about the, uh, the RCIA process. You know, there comes a point where if you're coming into the church, you sign your name in the book, you know, remember that? That's exactly, the, that's where that symbolism comes from. It's the book of life. It's the book of life. And let me say this, your response makes the question at hand vastly different from the first question because your destiny, yes, your destiny in the next life hangs in the balance. All I can say to you is this. I can only tell you what Jesus said. I don't tell you what I think, but I'll tell you what Jesus said. He said, don't treat that lightly. Don't treat that lightly. Who do you say I am? And your response also does something more than that. It's not only a, a who you think Jesus is, it not only impacts your eternal destiny, but it impacts you right now where you live. Because uh, what it does is your response, if you really see Jesus as your best friend ever forever, then what it means is that as you get to know him, as you get to walk with this best friend, you experience happiness on an, a, an entirely different level. Happiness. Because Christ, being friends with Christ, having a personal relationship with Jesus, walking with Jesus as, as Jesus so eagerly desires, it, as you do that, it will give you meaning, it will give you purpose, and it will give you joy in life. Why does it do that? Well, that's who you are. <laughs> you realize that, don't you? God planned all this a long time ago. That's who you are. It's your makeup. It's, it's a natural inclination for you to be happy. And that happiness comes through Jesus. Not through this world, because we, we can see all the misery we want to in the world today. Happiness is not here. It doesn't work that way. But Jesus, totally different story. Now, I want to say something to you today. Maybe you're interested today in knowing more about the Catholic faith so that you can live a life of happiness, a life of joy in walking with Jesus. If you're interested in knowing what the Catholic Church teaches about Jesus and the truth about Jesus, I would encourage you strongly to sign up for the upcoming RCIA classes. That's the entry point for children, uh, adults, that is, uh, to come into the church. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Once again, this is, this is God's blessing. We already have 12 people signed up for this course, and we haven't even advertised it yet. 
What does that tell you? See, people are hungry. People are thirsty for the truth. People want to know God. See, it's in you. I mean, that's massive. Twelve is a lot, but there's room for many more. There's room for many more. Maybe you need to be one of those today. You thinking about it? I hope you are. You know, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, and here's, here's the other part of it. We need more workers. We need more workers in the RCIA program because it's grown so much now. This year with 12, we haven't even, this today's first advertising of it, that uh, we need more workers. You want to be involved in something that's out of this world, that really invests in people's lives? I listen to Mike all the time tell me uh, about what, what's like going on in those meetings, and I see you, and I see how it's impacted you. It's wonderful. Get involved. Get involved. Well, God bless all of you. Jesus loves you with an everlasting love, and so do I. Now, my dear friends, let us stand as we profess our wonderful life-giving faith.